Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. (laughs) That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. (laughs) Just go with what you saw today. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right. No one will remember. No one's listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Birds with Friends. I am Bo Wolf in my kitchen, in my dining room. On the other line, Shield Kapadia. Shield, it's been a while since we've spoken. How are you? I just attended a elementary school field day. Ooh. I just crushed some cold pasta before 11 a.m. Uh, I don't know that this day can get much better. Cold pasta with sauce or just uh, oh, yeah. unsauced? Oh, nice. And sauce, yeah. What do we got? What are we working with? It was a, a penne, I believe. Okay. It was when I, when I go to the fridge... And I see that staring me in the face. Mm. Tough to turn down. I like I like a nice cold pasta. I like a cold pasta. You know what I like to do is maybe maybe split it up, have a little bit of cold pasta, then heat it up and have and finish with some warm. I would agree with that. Get a little get a little taste of both. Satisfy yeah. both uh, senses. It's true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, since we last spoke, we you know, I've uh, started another podcast. I feel like I'm like stepping out on you a little bit. Cheating on me, that's yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. Matt Gelb and I. Uh, what do you want to talk about? A little, little Nicasio? Should we do uh, a little Nicasio in our first segment? Maybe. Maybe. A little bullpen okay. management. Uh, yeah. Everybody Hits, which you can listen to on the Athletic app. Wow. Promoting uh, it already. Okay. I see. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, we, we, uh, the excitement of a new relationship uh, burgeoning as, as, as we continue on in our, in our second year here. It's, you know, you got to balance it. Yeah, I would say I don't know if you, if you ever were to experience this. You know, were you ever in like a relationship where uh, you, you knew it wasn't like great? You didn't want to call it off. You were kind of hoping the other person, like you know, did something that could just you know that allow would, it that would allow give it you to the go over. To, yeah, yeah. So you're not like the bad guy because it's not your fault. You know, I wouldn't say this is exactly like wow. that, but I, I wouldn't say it's like um, totally dissimilar. Wow, I'm hurt by that. <laughs> I will always be loyal to Birds with Friends. Birds with Friends will always be my 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 true love. Well, we'll see. You got to prove yourself. Jeez, well, that's tough. <laughs> I feel. I, I like to imagine. I like to imagine uh, a young Capadia. You like uh, in like a sitcom scenario where he's on three dates at once. Uh, you know, running running to the bathroom and and changing outfits at, at, so he can. Uh, Go to different parts of the restaurant and, and carry on these different conversations. I can tell you that there were no dates for young Kapadia. <laughs> there weren't many dates for older Kapadia either. So that, would, that would definitely be a fictional sitcom situation. <laughs> All right. Well, coming up on the show today, we have some Eagles stuff to talk about. Uh, Sheila was on the scene for the first OTA yesterday, I'm afraid that I was flying back from Charleston, but I uh, was able to get the full download by reading his wonderful recap, the Eagles practice observations, which you can also read on The Athletic. But we will do a little bird on the street. We'll get to Shields Quactus report. Uh, we've got a new game that I uh, don't have a name for yet, but I'm going to try to come up with it by the time we get there. And then a little, uh, a little two can you. So lots of stuff to get to. And uh, I, I guess we start, Shield, with... What I think you would say was the biggest news from yesterday. Carson Wentz, full go, no limitations, says Doug Peterson. Not even a knee brace. How did he look to you? What did you make of, of the whole scene as, uh, as Carson Wentz unveiled himself to the Eagles media? Well, this has been strange. You know, it was 12 days ago. They had the rookie camp, and Doug Peterson was asked about Carson Wentz, and he got real snippy and said, this is rookie camp, and he didn't want to answer any questions, which to me, as a reporter, you think, all right, if Carson Wentz is full go and totally fine, he would just say that, get it over with, and move on. 
And so I thought, well, maybe he is going to be a little bit limited. And when we spoke to Carson Wentz in April, he said he wasn't sure if he was going to be ready for OTAs. But yeah, then uh, then the news broke and Doug Peterson said there are no limitations. He's not going to hold Wentz back. So that is obviously the best bit of news you could have. Now, in terms of whether his back fracture is fully healed, if you want to read between the lines a little bit, neither he nor Peterson said, yes, absolutely. It's 100% healed. I don't know what that means or if it matters, you know, there's no contact or anything now. So it, pr- it probably doesn't matter because he was doing everything, but uh, I thought he looked very good. You know, he, he was moving around. Well, uh, there's never a quit. It really stands out in these OTA sessions, just like sort of how athletically gifted he is. Uh, you know, with his arm and uh, his arm strength and making throws that the other quarterbacks don't attempt and that kind of thing. And uh, I really thought after practice, he had his press conference and I thought it was like the, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to read like a ton of stuff into press conferences, obviously, but I thought it was kind of the most relaxed, at ease, uh, confident he's been really since like 2017. I mean, he was very happy to be talking about what's going on in practice and that he's healthy and he seemed very happy to have ditched the knee brace, which I think is something to sort of keep an eye on. He obviously was not comfortable playing with that last year. I, I know Dallas Goddard said that he, he, he thought that Wentz had just been, you know, waiting. And even last year was like, I can't wait to get rid of this thing. So he was practicing without the knee brace. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say he was like on fire at practice, carving up the defense. That wasn't the case, but, uh, Really, that was the biggest storyline, a very encouraging start to the spring, I think, for Carson Wentz. Now, I mean, the, you touched on it. The, the messaging here has been weird. Um, it's nice that he's, he's out there in you know, full go, but it's weird. It, it's odd, and it's, it's the same thing as last summer where like, uh, they say one thing one day, and then two weeks later, it's, a, it's another message. It's odd that a couple a couple weeks ago they weren't able to say that he was definitely going to be ready. But I mean, I guess, I guess the good news is, you know, he was out there yesterday with no limitations. Yes, and then the other aspect of this is we. I think we talked about this when he had his press conference about his sort of body composition. And I gotta say, it really stuck out yesterday. I think he's he looks less muscular. We said and, that last time. Yes. We, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. We said that last time, and then seeing him on the, both on the field and in his press conference, I mean, uh, if you wanted to measure the circumference of his biceps or his tree, you know, he's flexing, and you get the old measuring stick out, measuring tape out, I would say it's gone down, and it seems like it's gone down by design. It seems like, you know, I he, he was saying that he's really tried to focus this offseason. I know this is like that trope that we hear every uh, every year, but on nutrition and sort of durability – And I got the sense he was talking about, you know, some of the, you know, changing his body. And so I said, is part of that flexibility and, um, you know, that kind of thing. And he was like, yes, absolutely. And so it feels like that has been a focus of his this offseason, which, again, maybe. Yeah. I mean, he he really didn't want to get into details, which, you know, I don't know why. But um, yeah, it's weird that he didn't want to go into. You know, I love a good nutrition. Everybody loves that. That's easy. That's easy. Clickbait. Yeah, uh, but he didn't want to get into that. But uh, he lo- he definitely looks different, and um, you know he, he he spoke about that. That yes, he he has been trying to look different. You ever uh, you ever done yoga? Oh yeah, nice. You? We, we used to do a lot of yoga um, with uh, you know this. You're gonna you're gonna make fun of me for bringing up high school baseball, but uh, uh, our our baseball coach's wife was a big yoga instructor, uh, and so we we would do a lot of yoga throughout the baseball season and uh yeah it was good helped the flexibility i've never also, done a I, yoga- mean, I gotta say well go ahead it's not worth saying oh what are you gonna say a very attractive lady and you <laughs> know like to the point of being almost inappropriate in front of high school boys <laughs> the the coach's wife yeah oh my god all right save that for everybody here <laughs> Lead, lead the next show with that. <laughs> if, if you want. Uh, I've never done a, done a yoga with anybody else. I've done, I do like the, uh, you know, there's this yoga with Adrian, like mm. YouTube channel. Is that a, got, a pun on yo Adrian? Oh, I never thought of that. I don't know. 
but I feel like it's for uh, beginners. And so if I'm feeling like I'm a little, you know, been sitting in the chair too long for too many days okay. or after some long plane rides or, uh, you know, if we have a, uh, a road trip or something and uh, I don't feel like, you know, doing any other type of exercise, I'll sometimes uh, just break that out and, you know, do some stretching, some flexibility. Okay. It's nice. That's yeah. Nice. Good for you. Probably do more. I'm getting old. And uh, no, as right. one, one doctor told me once, uh, you're turning into a chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I think you may have said that before. <laughs> All right. I like that. Um, okay. Anything else that you need to say about uh, Carson Wentz? Get off your chest. About Carson Wentz? No. Okay. We'll keep an eye on his contract situation. We will keep an eye on his contract Seems situation. Seems like he and Howie keep hinting at stuff potentially happening. Well, so. and, and, you, and you broke the story that uh, they were not on the same page with that uh, fist bump yesterday. Oh, okay. I, I was like, what did I break a story on? I don't remember. This, but, yeah. You'll have to read to You'll know what he's talking about. Okay. Uh, tell me what you – I have a list of things here, but tell me what you think was the second most interesting thing that happened yesterday. I would say number 10, Deshaun Jackson back like he never left. Interesting. I mean, you just watch the guy, and it's like, God, this guy's so much better than everybody, every other receiver they've had. Uh, you know, I will say, of- like, the, this was my – you know, when I first started working for the team in the training camp of, of 2009. So this would have been Deshaun's – I guess his second year, um, it was like, it was just so obvious, like every time he was on the field, that he was the best player on the field. Was um, this a Lehigh? This was a Lehigh. This was Lehigh. Now I, mean, I, rem- you know, I remember a summer like that too, where I w- I felt like I was writing every day about how this guy was just like the, catching bombs. The ease with which he like he creates space and he's not even running 100% is it's crazy. Now I mean yeah. that was uh 10 years ago. So obviously time has changed that a little bit but um like watching him in like training camp and practice it when he is when he is uh you know at 80% it's just so clear that this guy is is at a different level. Yeah, I've got to say just from the eye test like I, I felt like I was seeing no difference from the guy. <laughs> That's incredible how long ago that was. But, yeah, it really felt like uh, I was seeing no difference from when I last was watching this guy practice. So uh, that is definitely exciting for Eagles fans. Doug Peterson said that uh, Deshaun Jackson has been there for, like, the whole offseason program. There was a uh, funny uh, – uh, when rewatching Carson Wentz's press conference, there was a funny uh, – his, his – were you the one who asked the Deshaun question? I asked the first one, yeah. yeah and he was like, well, he's been a good teammate so far. And he, yes. he, like, he threw in the so far, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. <laughs> well, you know, it is going to be interesting, this, this new wide receivers coach, Carson Walsh. Gonna, uh, I mean, he's got probably the most uh, – in terms of like juggling personalities and uh, you know, feeding different people, he's got the, the most difficult position job, I would say, this year. Yes, yeah, you've alluded to that before, and I think it's right. And, you know, Deshaun Jackson has never been someone who's loved to practice. Uh, he's not someone who's going to be giving 100% on every rep. Like, there's going to be give and take with him. Nor should on, he. <laughs> on, yeah, on Sundays he's going to be catching bombs. Like, like if I was Doug Peterson. He should be, there should, he should be going 100% 16 to 19 times over the course of the season, like over the course of a year. That's it. Yeah, especially at this age. And so... If I were Doug Peterson and when I hired Carson Walsh and when they hired, I mean, when they signed or was it, it was a trade, right? It traded for Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. traded for him. I would like have told him like, go up to Deshaun and say like, I'm here for you. Anything you need. I know, I know you know what you're doing. I'm not going to overcoach you. Like I'll help you where I can, but uh, you know, and I don't know that that is the, uh, you know, Listen, it's only one practice, but Walsh seems like a, a more of a hands-on type coach. Oh, uh-oh. You know, he, he was, uh, you know, he was definitely a little co- coaching a lot. You know, I don't know if he not hand. I would say hands-on, not handsy. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember him making contact with anybody. But you know, it's <laughs> hey, keep your keep your head up and this and that and in like these drills on the first day of OTAs. And uh, you know, I don't know. I don't. I, I'm fascinated to see how this really. And Walsh is a first-time NFL coach. Is that right? Um, he has remember. been uh, uh, he has been an assistant before because he yeah. was with Mike Rowe in Chicago. Okay, that's the yeah. original connection. But I think that uh, he was he was an assistant. 
I would say his approach to coaching Deshaun would be like my approach to social media, which is like, just don't annoy him. Like, you know what I mean? Just like, mm. just, just stay on his good side and just like chill. You don't need to be coaching every uh, little thing with Deshaun Jackson. Like he's been, he's been like. It's interesting to hear that that's your approach to social media. Yeah. Like, like don't, don't be so overbearing that people are wanting to unfollow you. Like yeah. pick your, pick your spots a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. You don't, you don't have to comment on every single thing. I would say that my approach is to uh, annoy <laughs> people in a very specific way. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> but not not by being overbearing. Yeah. yeah so yeah, that, yeah, I meant the more over like, you know, tweeting every yeah, time like, something happens. We don't happens, need to know like, what, we don't to need to know what you think about every little thing and don't like Agreed. don't like quote tweet me someone else's like, you know, transactional news and give me your thought like no one cares. Exactly. So that that that's more what I was referring to. So uh, don't correct every little thing with Deshaun Jackson just like, you know. Right. Leave him be a little bit, and maybe he will take that approach. I don't know, but uh, someone should definitely tell him that. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with that. Walsh was, uh, just to close the loop, the quality control coach for the Bears for a couple of years. Okay. And, I mean, you know, I think we both feel like Mike Groh is going to probably spend a lot of time in that wide receiver's room anyway. You know, I was trying to keep an eye on that. He came over a little bit. I would say it was a little less than I remember last year, but, okay. again, this is one, one practice. Okay. Uh, all right. What was the next most interesting thing? The next most interesting thing, let me see here. I would say probably just kind of where we saw people on the offensive line. Okay, yeah. I one, think... last thing, one last thing on the Deshaun thing. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey didn't practice, and so it really kind of stuck out that, you know, they have a nice group of pass catchers. Like, it wasn't like, wow, you know, look at who Wentz is throwing to. It was like, right. all right, Deshaun, Arcega, Whiteside, and Aguilar, like. You could play those three guys and probably be pretty good. Yeah. Plus, Just, Ertz and know, Goddard and whoever's at running exactly. back. Exactly. So, so they can really withstand some injuries, I feel like, um, at, at wide receiver. But, yeah, the, what would you think of the, where people lined up with the offensive line? Well, I think the most interesting thing is, is Vitae at red guard. Um, and, I think it, and I think it makes sense because, I mean, Andre Dillard aside, as you are, as you are grooming him to be the, the left tackle of the future um, – Vitae is is probably the you know sixth best offensive lineman on the team, and so you might as well give him the first crack at right guard. And I think uh, you know there's also if you want to think about it in sort of a uh, a chess piece type of way, maybe you're out, you're help building up his value. And if he uh, if he signs elsewhere next season, you're getting a slightly better comp pick. But I think just for right now for this season, he's got you know the most experience being a effective starting offensive lineman. So, you, I mean, you know what Wiz gives you there. And, you know, Jason Kelsey did throw him under the bus for that, that Saints game. He's, he's, he's not bringing the same type of uh, <laughs> talent to the table as, as Brandon Brooks is. So, I mean, maybe Vitae can't do it, but you might as well give him a shot to, to fail first. Well, let's be honest. For, for, for two years, uh, they, like, they try to keep Wisniewski off the field. Correct. So this is this is sort of a continuation right. of of that with uh, with giving Vitae the you know the reps and he also need like you said he needs the reps because he has not played guard before so yeah Vitae was at right guard for Brandon Brooks uh, Andre Dillard was at left tackle and uh, Jordan Mailata J- Jason Peters was not practicing yeah right. no Peters no Lane Johnson and so Jordan Mailata was at right tackle interesting. Uh, Mylata said afterwards, you know, he said he got a call from, I think, I don't know if it was Doug Peterson or Jeff Stoutland after they drafted Dillard. Uh, and they said, you know, we're going to, we're going to be using you at both spots as sort of a swing tackle type role, which I thought was interesting. Uh, you know, he said he wasn't like shocked, like they're going to bring in the best players and, uh, you know, you got to compete and that kind of thing. And he, he hasn't proven anything. He did say he feels like it's night and day from last year, but then he also said it is hard, you know, your, your footwork and everything when you change sides, uh, is definitely different. And so that will be a fun experiment to keep an eye on. It's the age old, it's the age old, uh, reporter question to an offensive lineman, which is, you know, which is harder going from tackle to guard or from right side to left side. 
I think I think Todd Harriman's probably fielded this question okay. a million times. It's the first person I thought of. Yeah. When you just mentioned that, yeah. I do think it is. I think there is something to be said about it. it is you know a little bit challenging going from one side to the other. Yeah, I think so. Too. I, mean, I, I believe that it was Harriman's answer that that tackle to guard was easier. Once, okay. once you know how to play those positions, then then uh, switching sides. Yeah. Especially for someone like Mylotta, where they've just been trying to get like the muscle memory and the reps. He's and only got so f- many peanuts. Right. Well, he yeah. got many many a peanut question yesterday. Yeah, I'm sure. What was the peanut quote last year? Well, he, it was like he went after like uh, you know the first week of practice or whatever. He said he went from you know one peanut of knowledge to two peanuts. Okay, so he said he now is at a bag of peanuts. But he would like to build a factory like JP. Oh, okay. He's very good with the media, by the way. Yeah, he's fantastic. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's the offensive line. Um, Poor Jason, by the way, can they just tell Jason Kelsey he doesn't have to show up? What is he doing out there? I'm looking out there. I mean, Sayamalu, Dillard. My lot of my time. <laughs> like poor Kelsey thought about retiring and. Right. You know, Probably like the last guy who needs more wear and tear on his body. Like, can they just have him wear a baseball hat and just be like, all right, you, you know, if you want to coach a little, you can. I, if you don't want to come at all, you don't have to. Show up for the mandatory minicamp and that'll be fine. Yeah, I feel like he's like, you know, he sort of is the kind of person who takes a little pride in, uh, in, in going out there and doing this work. But like, do like a couple OTAs and then back off. Like, let's have you do like three days of training camp and then just get ready for the season. I was watching him during like warm ups and stretching, just thinking like, I wonder if right now he's he's wondering why he decided right. to come back and play. <laughs> it's like mid May and he's stretching with you know, this the ninety man roster, yeah. but uh there are worse things you could be doing. Yeah, that's again. what the money's for. Yeah. Uh all right. And then how about the defensive side of the ball? Well, I guess we should start uh back to front, I would say. The the mm. secondary I know that's how uh, you like to do it. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Save that for everybody else. Uh, no, no Malcolm Jenkins. No Malcolm Jenkins not in the building at all. Obviously, it seems like the contract. Yeah, I guess we should talk about stuff this. Stuff is legit. Uh, Doug Peterson said he's not concerned. It's no big deal. It's you know, it, I don't think he needs the work. I think he is one of the players who actually is good to have around the rookies because he seems willing to help and he works harder than everybody and he's like doing special teams. And so in terms of like culture and setting a good example, that's good. But I, you know, I don't think it's the end of the world. I think probably something gets done. I would guess with his contract at some point. Is that what you think? That is what I think. Okay. Um, but I have that question framed in our next game. Okay. Uh, so he's not there. Rodney McLeod, Ronald Darby on the sideline. I didn't see Jalen Mills. I don't know if he was there or not, uh, but I did not see him. And so you have all these guys in the secondary who are out. It was kind of like the end of last year. Uh, but you had Sidney Jones and Rasul Douglas on the outside. You had Avante Maddox in the slot. And you had Andrew Sendejo and mm. Trey Sullivan as your safeties first team yeah i mean you can uh, you can withstand injuries at wide receiver but if you're trotting out trey sullivan and andrew sandejo week one that's a different story that's true i yeah I, i'm curious to see how they I, I i would like to ask them and maybe we'll talk to jim schwartz next week just sort of how they evaluate avante maddox at nickel corner and safety i mean i felt like from just the eye test and you know watching the film it felt like he was actually better at free safety but i don't know if they feel that way or if they're just kind of right. seeing who's there and who's not there and someone we'll pointed f- out that you know in our last episode we uh tried to answer the question of uh the like most likely to uh take a surprising step back and that avante maddox was a was a good answer for that and i think that is true like i think that um we we have these very high expectations for Avante Maddox because he showed that he could be good at multiple spots. But, you know, he also did get toasted a little bit on the outside in the playoffs. And um, it's possible that that he's better off as a, um, you know, a reserve with uh, utility than he is as a, as a starting caliber player. Mm, wow. It's possible. Okay. That is true. He didn't finish the season 
on a high note last year. Uh, I'm a believer. I know you are. I think he's got a good... Uh, I like how he plays. He's got a good uh, makeup, it seems like. I like him, too. But you know, like a smart I, also liked, I also liked Brandon Boykin. Who was very good. For two years. What is this revisionist history on Brandon Boykin? Well, I mean, he, he, didn't, have, he didn't have a very long career. Yeah, that I would like to... Maybe you can do a what happened there story on him. Okay. I don't know what happened. Was it injury-related? I think there were some injuries involved, yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I guess we'd have to hear it from him. Okay. Well, there you go. I just gave you uh, an assignment for late July. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. Before we get to my uh, framing game, I want to I contextualize these, um, these depth chart notes. Okay. With a game of two can you that you are going to hate. Well, what else is new? Two can you name. We were going we to exclude wide receiver and running back because they cycle so many guys through. Two can you name who lined up with the starters for the first OTA last year? At linebacker? At each position. At each position? Let's go offensive line first. Oh, God, what a stupid game. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Offensive line. Um, let's see. Who was the – Vitae at left tackle? He was actually the second-team left tackle. Oh. Was Peters there? He was there. Oh, okay, Peters. Yeah. Uh, left guard would have been last year Wisniewski? Correct. Center Kelsey? Correct. Right guard Brooks? Correct. And right tackle Lane Johnson. Correct. Okay. I'll give you I will I will give you a thousand dollars if you can name the entire second team offensive line. Vitae? Correct. I suppose I can't like Google it right now, right? Yeah, I mean that would be cheating. Okay. Who who was the uh who was the was Sayamalu the center? Or did he play guard? I'll say say Amalu left guard. I'll let you finish and then tell you how many you got right. Who was my center? <laughs> did Wisniewski go to go to center? Say Amalu? Hmm. I got no idea. I quit. <laughs> okay. It was Warmack at left guard. Oh, chance. John Toth at center. Your boy. Matt Pryor at right guard. And Taylor Hart at right tackle. Okay. All right. How about the defense? Who, who lined up oh, with the thank starters? Thank God. If you would have said third team, I was unplugging my <laughs> headphones and my phone. No, even I'm, even I'm not that sick. <laughs> All right. Defense. Uh, defensive line? Yeah. Uh, well, Fletcher Cox was healthy, right? He was. Okay. Uh, Jernigan was not. Correct. So who was my other uh, defensive tackle there? Hmm. All right. I don't remember. I'll skip that. Was Bar- Bar- was Barnett healthy? He was. Okay, Barnett. Graham was healthy, right? Uh, he was not. He was. Oh no, he wasn't. Uh, who lined up there? Did Bennett line up at uh, defensive end, or was he in the mix with the first team? If you remember, Michael Bennett did not he didn't show, show up. up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> How could I forget? Uh, let's see. Hmm. How quickly you forget your favorite player, Chris Long. Correct. Did you hear Peterson's answer on Chris Long yesterday? Did you watch the press conference? I did, but I, I didn't uh, catch note of it. I didn't, you know, catch my ear. What did he say? It was just kind of weird. He was he, like, I don't know. He wasn't uh, certainly overly complimentary or anything. Interesting. I mean, the, the the whole thing is weird. What whole thing? With Chris Long, like the the uh, him saying that it was because of a role. And like right. them not be them not willing to give him whatever role that is. It's it the whole thing is weird. Like they, I agree with you. You touched on this. Like the idea that this is not a big deal, that they'll be the Eagles will be just fine at defensive end. I totally disagree with. This is the biggest problem with the team right now as constructed. They want to have a rotation there, and they have only two guys who they can really count on to be productive. I know. Yeah, can can you give me a break with like Sharif Miller and Josh Sweat? Yeah, if either of if either of them does anything this year, that is that is uh, unexpected. Over under one and a half sacks for those two guys combined. Combined. I mean, the smart money is on the under. Yeah, it is. 
And Vinnie Curry, like, you know, you you can expect like mild competence, but but there's not a lot of upside there. They uh, they are not they are not great there, and and especially in the way that Howie Roseman wants to construct a team. That's what that's what makes the Chris Long thing weird to me. It's weird that they would not have just even if it was lip service told him that he, that he could have whatever role. I don't know. Yeah, it feels like and, and and that's as it's constructed now, like you're one Brandon Graham or Derek Barnett injury away from right. being like who is going to play defensive end. Right. Uh it's not going to be pretty. So, I still don't rule out the idea that uh I don't know how much Chris Long plans on working out. It yeah. seems like he has a lot of other interests and, you know, good for I him. I don't rule that out either. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it seems that is not a crazy scenario that a guy would get injured and they say, yo, we need you, uh, we need you back here. You think the Eagles have any interest in Gerald McCoy? Maybe move Malik Jackson to defensive end? Well, this Malik Jackson signing, I feel like is more and more interesting because, you know, uh, our, our friend Aaron Reese from the Texans did a piece today about, uh, Jadeveon Clowney. Mm-hmm. And like where he could potentially be traded, and uh, you know, I, I chimed in and gave our take. I mean, from a sort of team building and scheme fit and all that, I feel like he's a player that they would really like. You know, he's For 26, sure. 26 years old. When I was doing that top fifty free agents piece and watching like film of a bunch of these guys, I don't know that there was anyone more fun to watch than him. I mean, he does stuff that you're just like, oh my gosh, like no one else can do this. Uh, he is a he is a freak show. I will. Com- uh, I mean, in committing the sin of the uh, you know the Capadia free agent rules, he dominated that game against the Eagles. Like, yes, yeah, almost single handedly won that game. Yeah, and I think you did see that against uh, other teams, and his sack numbers weren't th- through the roof. But if you look at like tackles for loss and QB hits, like all those other. Uh, you know, stats that suggest a guy is impacting a game like he is a disruptive player. And at 26, if you're telling me Fletcher Cox, Derek Barnett and Jadeveon Clowney as three quarters of your defensive line for like the next whatever, four, four or five years, you know, that is uh, that would give offenses uh, a fit. But, you know, I was thinking you kind of, you know, you brought back Brandon Graham and you signed Malik Jackson to a legit contract. And so I don't think from a, what it's going to take to get him from a financial perspective. And then what you would have to give up in a trade, it probably doesn't make sense. I mean, if this were on the table in like uh, February before you made those decisions, I wonder if they would have preferred to make a play for Clowney mm. rather than doing those other things. Yeah. Uh, Gerald McCoy, you know, I love him from that hard knock season. That's right. Uh, I can't say that I've watched his film from or studied his numbers from last year. But, I think uh, the prevailing notion is that he's, he's still good. Okay. He's not, well, he's not over the hill. He seems like a great guy to take a shot on from a, like, it seems like from the, you know, is this guy going to fit in? Is he going to add to our locker room? Like sure. he seems like he's kind of like in the Chris Long mold there where he's a great, uh, teammate and would really fit in. So, uh, I don't know what it's going to take. I think probably other teams need him more. I agree. And will pay him more. But uh, I would at least make a call just to make sure. Yeah. I think you'd be uh, you'd be doing a disservice if you did not check it out. Uh, all right. You're missing the starting uh, defensive tackle next to Fletcher Cox from okay, last year's OTA. Destiny Viao or Viao. The guy I crushed uh, quite a bit. I will give you $20 if you can name the second team defensive line. Oh, God. I have no idea. Okay. Steven Means, Winston Craig, <laughs> oh, Elijah cool. Qualls, and Josh Sweat. I knew Elijah Qualls was in there somewhere. I okay. wasn't sure where. Would you, like to just, would you like me to just give you the rest of the defense? What do you think? I think that you would like to guess the corners. <laughs> no, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Two, can you guess the starting and second team corners from last year's first OTA? Sidney Jones was nickel, right? Correct. Jalen Mills, he was healthy, wasn't he? He was. Was the Darb man healthy? He sure was. Oh, okay. Three for three. And now what do I need to do? The second team corners, if you can get it. Oh, gosh, second team corners. Rasul Douglas? Correct. 
Uh, was Devontae Maddox the uh, second team? No, he, no, Devontae Big Balls. Big Balls was not the nickel. He was the second oh. outside corner. Oh, okay. So was Avante Maddox the second team nickel, or am I forgetting somebody? He was not. You are forgetting Mr. DJ Killings. Mmm, your boy. Okay. And then, of course, the linebackers, Nate Gary, Nigel Bradham, and Camus. And then Nate Gary pulling double duty on the second team with Paul Warlow. That was the day he crumpled into a heap and tore his ACL. And Corey Nelson. And at safety, Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod, backed up by Trey Sullivan and Jeremy Reeves. Who Mm. can forget? I think, okay. the, I think the one uh, little minor comparison I would make from last year to this year is the uh, Sidney Jones getting the first crack at nickel. That was like, you know, the way we, we framed it was that's whether or not he's going to win the job, he's the one they want to win the job. That's how I yeah. would feel about uh, Vitae at red guard. Really? Yeah. I don't know that I agree with that. You don't think they would like him to win the right guard job for week no, one? I don't, I don't think they care. I think they want the best person there. Okay, I don't. You think they would care if Matt? It, I think they're giving him the first crack if because Matt, if Matt Pryor wins that job, you think they're disappointed? No way. No, yeah, I guess you're right about that. But over with I, I would agree with you. Yeah, I think giving him the first crack is is them handicapping it at least. Poor Wisniewski. He's going to be like 47. They're going to yeah. be like calling him on like August 18th. <laughs> we don't really want you to play, but we've got no other options. <laughs> I'll be like, okay. <laughs> All right. It's time for call and order. I've been waiting a long time for this. I want you to rank these eight things in order of their likelihood to occur. Okay? Can I read a tweet that's going to, uh, if, if you're immature, you will laugh at this. Okay. This is from James Palmer TV from NFL Network. Jason Garrett says, Leighton Vander Ash. Parentheses, pelvic issue. <laughs> Will not participate in today's OTA. Mm, too much back to front. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay. Most likely to least likely. Most likely to least likely. Uh, the first one, 2019 is Malcolm Jenkins' final year with the Eagles. Did you say there's going to be eight of these? Yes. How am I supposed to remember this? Well, give me like a a rough percentage in your head, and then we can work through it for you. Let me see if I have a pen. I I was not prepared for this. You're a writer. I should hope you have a pen somewhere. This isn't 1942. (laughs) I'm a computer man. You know, I see you taking notes. I see you taking notes with your blue marker during uh, press conferences. Keep my name at your mouth. I didn't say your name. I just said you. I've been telling my wife that when she says, like, uh, she's like, uh, you know, she'll be like, oh, I was telling my friend about uh, yada yada with you. And I said, keep my name out your mouth. Nice. My name. Do you go, my name is my name? No. Give her a little Marlo. Okay. All right. Jenkins, what was it? 2019 is his final year with the Eagles. Okay. Halapulavati Vitae starts at right guard week one. Okay. The Eagles add a defensive end of significance before week one. Okay. okay. Now, is that how do you define defensive end there? If it's like a versatile sort of guy, does that count? Yeah, that counts. In a Michael Bennett mold, maybe? Okay. That would definitely count. Okay. Um, the Eagles trade a player before training camp begins. Before training camp? Yes. Okay. Andrew Sendejo makes the team. Or is on the week one roster, at least. Sendejo week one, okay. Joe Douglas is in the Eagles draft room in 2020. Okay. The Warriors lose in the NBA Finals. Okay. And finally, everybody hits outlasts Birds with Friends. Oh, okay. All right, so I'm ranking most, what is it, most likely to least likely? Yeah, I mean, you can rank it in any way you want, but as long as you're consistent. Okay. I would say rank it, you know, one is most likely. One is most likely. What's the most likely thing here? Let's see. 
Let me go through myself. This is difficult. I'm glad you think so. Because because a, a lot of the things I see here I would describe as uh, not likely. Hmm. What's the uh, what's like the precedent for trades happening be- between now and training camp? Is that generally a quiet time? It's generally a quiet time, but on the on the you know on the verge of training camp, a trade might take place. That's true. Sometimes you get like the text message the day before. Or something. Right, like we need you know we need a backup running. We need like a fourth running back, and you guys need like an eighth corner. Let's just make this happen. And it doesn't matter who it is. It can no, be the- any player on the roster. All right. But it, but it cannot be acquiring a player in exchange for a non-player. Okay. Mm, this is riveting. Everybody's, everybody's getting their own pen and going through it. Sorry, you said one is, one is most likely? Yeah, or least yeah, yeah, like, yeah. One is most likely. Eight is least likely. I think I'm going to start with eight. Okay. The least likely thing to happen here is Malcolm Jenkins is in his final year with the Eagles. I agree with that. I, I, that's uh, seven and eight to me are, are right there. Seven, I would put the Warriors losing in the finals. Yeah, I think that's the, the, clear, the clear bottom two. Although, I'll tell you what, before the, uh, this round, I thought the Bucks might have, have a chance, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm waffling I know on you, that. I'm, tr- I'm trying to give you an opportunity to talk, talk NBA playoffs. I know, you, I know you enjoy it. Okay. What do you think uh, you know going to win the uh, this, Raptors this round, this round, I haven't been uh, as in on. I uh, would say... Before this round, I like every night I was watching every game. Okay. Um, so you don't see. you don't care too much about Bucks Raptors. No, no, this one hasn't. Uh, yeah, it's that. It's not a sizzle now. for me. I've had some travel and uh, some sleep stuff, yeah. and yeah, so excuses. Okay. okay. Eight and seven. So what's the next least likely? Let's say. Hmm. I will say that uh, everybody hits out last birds with friends. I agree with that. That's what I have a six as well. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Listen, I, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy with both. But birds with friends will hopefully be on my uh, you know my my tombstone. <laughs> okay. Five here. The next least likely. Hmm. But I'm glad that you're forced. I'm glad that you are you you want some skin in the game there on Birds with Friends. I really have some trouble with the next group here. Yeah, these are all tough. Hmm. I might have to start working backwards. Okay. You know what? I'm going to say that uh, Vitai being the right guard is my next least likely. Really? I don't know. Interesting. I just pulled that out. I have that towards the top. Okay. You think he is going to be the right guard? I think so. Okay. Well, I mean, the thing, the, 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 what makes it difficult is there are two things. One is, is he going to get that crack if Brandon Brooks is not healthy? And then the other is, could Brandon Brooks be ready for week one? And then the other thing is, could they trade him? Correct. So that kind of made me think, uh, all right, well, I'll put him at five. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of variables there. I have it a little higher, but I think I'm going to put trade a player before training camp as my one. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. I think that's a it's it's a good it's a good one. I mean, how is going to get itchy? Yeah. Okay. Uh, a lot of ticks out. You you check yourself for ticks. No, but when we went to this wedding um, in Charleston, it was on this like it was on an old plantation, which presented its own set of issues. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was terrified of getting poison ivy because I am very allergic to poison ivy. Like I don't even need to be brushed by it; even just the oils in the air will get me. Mm. Uh, and so I'm still I'm still on pins and needles. I've got a couple, and I got a lot of bug bites, and I'm worried that a couple of them might be a little minor. Marks okay. of ivy, but hopefully no, no flare, no big flare-ups. Okay, uh, my next least likely. I hope you've been checking yourself for ticks. Uh, I haven't, but I probably should be more. Yeah, probably. 
I'm gonna put Sendejo being on the roster week one as a four. That's I also have it at four. Okay. I think uh, I think they would like for him to not make the team, but they may he may have to make the team. Right. Okay. I will put. Of course, if you are unfamiliar, the problem with the, the reason for that is that if he makes a team, he basically costs the Eagles a fourth round pick in 2020 via the comp pick formula. Okay. Just ask Jim Kamsky about it. Adding a defensive end of significance at a three. Okay. And Joe Douglas in the draft room 2020 as a two. And so, oh, and trade player before training camp is one. Okay. Yeah. That's reasonable. I don't know. Every All, all the buzz is that Joe Douglas, I, I don't know. It feels like I've heard too much. Uh, there's kind of too much smoke there with Joe Douglas going to the Jets. But uh, I don't know. Is it, is it a smart move for him? Yeah. I mean, typically you're only going to get one shot at uh, that job. And would you re- do you really want it to be with Adam Gase and the organization that is uh, rotting from the top down? Probably exactly. not. But I think what you also have is, is next uh, you know, January's hiring cycle. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, I think he did a good job. Okay. And then adding a defensive uh, end of significance. I mean, I don't. I think it's something that they would like to do. And you know, maybe this is like a, you know, some some crusty veteran who can who can come in. Someone who's like at like Connor Barwin's level, mm. or at Vinnie Curry's level. They they add somebody. I guess that that would qualify. I think that I think that it's something they would like to do, and it's something that I think they. Should do, but I don't know necessarily what is out there. Or if you suffer an injury in the spring, then that's a good point. You know, yeah. Then you might have to get pretty aggressive. Get creative, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. That's about all I got. That's all you got, huh? It's only been forty-five minutes, forty-six okay. minutes. What are we going to do? This is this is nothing. Well, how was the field day? Well, there was a, a dad volunteering who looked just like Frank Reich, and so I really couldn't keep my eyes off Ooh, of him. Did he have the beard yeah. or no? No beard, but that silvery type, uh, you know, full head of hair going on. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, I need to find out, uh, you know, who his child is and if uh, they can be friends with my daughter. I like that. He, he was, he was uh, exuding leadership and confidence uh outstanding his station Juice, was re- really strong yeah no doubt about it i think he was yelling at somebody to hustle it was uh <laughs> it was uh very strong i'll tell you what who let the dogs out still is still a big hit among uh among kids really yeah it kind of brought the house down quite okay. a little bit yeah that is interesting so that that was something you know the macarena came on and some of the, the that was gonna the, be my follow-up yeah the parents were sort of uh you know, really getting into that and some of the other uh, dances. But the kids were not as much into the Macarena. No. Okay. No. What else did what other, did we have? The electric slide? No. Did no electric slide. How, there about, was a, how about the wobble? Shake it off. That was popular. Mm, okay. There was a, a chicken dance. That was oh, popular. There was the chicken dance. Yeah. How involved are you going to be in, like, Casey's school life? Uh, good question. We recently got our first invitation to a, a birthday party for a classmate from Casey on Saturday. Oh. We're going to go to a little, uh, little daycare buddy's second uh, birthday party. This will be our first one. Okay. Is it, where is it at? Uh, it's at, uh, you know, some, I think some like gym or whatever where they can run oh, around. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know what, what, I don't know. You have to give me a scenario and I'll tell you how involved I would expect to be. Well, first of all, you know, wear a mask, wear gloves, Ooh. like wash your hands every three seconds. Those yep. places are just like, you're not going to come out of there healthy. I know that's right. Okay. Uh, you know, are you going to, are you going to chaperone field trips? Are, are you going to chaperone dances? Uh, are you going to volunteer at a field day? I'm willing to. Okay. It certainly depends on the time of year. I am, I am like very looking forward to, uh, to like you know being a little league coach oh wow yeah i'm excited about that okay that's gonna be really interesting yeah all right uh yeah i mean how involved are you 
Uh, I don't like to be too involved. You don't want, you want to keep a, dis- a, he- a healthy distance? School time is their time, you know? You don't, need nice. your, you don't need your parents. Uh, yeah, I don't think but, you want to be the one who's like always volunteering. But you want to be available if you're needed. Yes, although at this age, uh, the kids seem to really enjoy, like they feel special when the parent shows up. Oh, okay. Like my wife has done quite a bit, and uh, it really does make my uh, daughter happy, so that's a good thing. Okay, that's good. Yeah, all right. Is there, I mean, is there, there must be a, a difference in how excited the two girls are to have you around. Or are well, they both she, excited? No, I think they, they're happy. When I showed up to a field day, they okay. were happy. Yeah, I asked you to bump the podcast back because I just found out about it oh, this morning. happy to do it. That was in large part because uh, she wanted me to go to the field day. Now, did you do anything in the field day? Did you, were you running no. around? No, no, no. Okay. That's like my playground thing. Like, I'm not going to get too involved with anything like that. <laughs> That's smart. That's smart. Yeah. Uh, I texted you last week that uh, as I was walking around, I saw someone uh, with a hat that said, Yale Uncle, mm. which I thought you really would have appreciated. That's good. Yeah. Yale Uncle. Yale Uncle, which is, which is a very good way to refer to somebody, I think. Yeah, I think that's strong. Yeah. All right. Okay. So the Eagles have what? They, we, we get to go to an OTA. Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Let me pull up my calendar here. I think there's one at, another one after that, too. And then there is the mandatory mini camp for three days. Correct. Which we get access to. That starts uh, June 11th, which is uh, one of the great days in American history. There you go. Next Tuesday... Oh, then there's two. Then there's uh, Monday, June 3rd, and Wednesday, June 5th. Mm, okay. And then three days from the 11th to the 13th. Very good. All right. Okay. Well, good to be back in the saddle with you. Yeah, well, I'm glad you uh, made the time. Thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, I suppose we will, we will be back next week after the Eagles' next OTA. And uh, at some point, we, have to, uh, we do have to return to the serial draft. Yeah, I think that's a good post-minicamp, pre-training camp exercise. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening, as always, to Birds with Friends. And uh, for Sheil, I'm Bo. And as always, we love you.